What's up? It's Wednesday, November 9th. You're listening to episode 75 of the Chasing Points podcast. We are your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. What's going on? My name is Sam. That's Brandon. We hope you had a great week. Great election day. If you uh, if you voted, thank you for your vote. Hayes, what's going on, man? How are you? Long time no see. He's lying. He just saw me on Sunday. Uh, so it's not a long time no see. So stop lying to our fans, Sam. Wow. It's not what we're here to do. Uh, I'm I'm great outside of the fact that Sam abused me at the Jets-Bills game this weekend. Uh, but I will be okay, uh, I think. What are you I've talking reached about? out to some friends. Uh, he He's acting as if he doesn't know the aggressive pushes that he hit me with, gave me whiplash. It's just... He doesn't remember these things. It's just it's just easy for him to forget how much I mean to him. Um, but anyway, I'm good, Sam. It's uh, you know, it's Wednesday when, when are, I hear this. Yeah, yeah. It's Wednesday. But when are yeah. you alleging this happened? This happened in the parking lot. This happened when you came Before up behind me. Yes, came up behind me and gave me a good old push on my traps and my neck did a little whiplash motion. I wish they could have just seen that. But did a little whiplash motion. And I was like, ha, ah, Sam, you're heavy-handed. So, yeah, now I know. I know what wow. it feels like. And, you know, we heart. spent the whole game together. We spent the whole ride home yeah. together. I had to decompress, I had texted Sam. you. We've been I, talking for like two days. I had to decompress. Days. Nope. Okay. I had to decompress. Right. It was over. Do you here. have witnesses? We I, I do. Myself. Person? Me, myself, and I. That's all. Okay. That's all I need. Okay? I, right. You want me to call the parking lot uh, people to get the camera. We no, can do no, that and also look at the idiots that caused the accident and made all of our friends get home extremely late too. But I'll get into that later. Uh, but outside of that, it's nice to actually see Sam's face in person. It, it uh, was thanks, nice. Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you forgive me for whatever I, you're. I won't before. start the start the damn podcast. <laughs> Big week in the NFL. We'll uh, we'll recap, give our winners and losers, give some more picks. Uh, NBA news as always. Lakers, Kyrie, you know, what else are we going to talk about? It's the NBA uh, and uh, some MLB awards to hand out. But first, we got to start with, wait, did that really happen? New segment. Uh, how do I even start this? The Colts fired your boy, former Eagles offensive coordinator that won them a Super Bowl. And, you know, most recently, Colts head coach Frank Reich. Uh on Sunday or Monday morning after uh, losing 26 to three to the Patriots and embarrassing loss by, by the Colts there. And uh, you know, who's going to be the uh, head coach on this team? You know, I'm looking at the depth chart there of coaches, John Fox. He's won some Super Bowls or a Super Bowl. And has been to a couple more Gus Bradley. You know, he's been to some Super Bowls as coordinator. He was a head coach in Jacksonville. No, no. Jim Mersey is unhinged and just went, and hired his boy, former uh, center, to Peyton Manning and to the glory days, quote unquote, of the Colts. Jeff Saturday is now the new head coach of uh, your Indianapolis Colts, uh, leaving who, much of who, the NFL world. Who is your Indianapolis coach? The general. I, I have friends in Indianapolis. Okay, I'm. I'm just wondering I who a, your I was. I, I'm just trying to clarify. I just wanted to make sure you weren't saying it's mine because you got people thinking that I'm a Jets You're, fan. But it's fair. okay, you know. So I had to clarify, you know. But continue. That I'm going to get to that. In one yeah, second. you should. More, more importantly, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Je Jeff Saturday literally goes from the ESPN, uh, you know, get up studios to uh, to head coaching this team in a very memorable press conference. That if you haven't seen it, please check it out on YouTube. You will laugh the entire time. It's just. Uh, 
ridiculous, but you know, we'll we'll just we'll cut to the chase. I don't, you know, if Jim Mercer wants to tank the season, he found the way to do it. That's that's all I can think of at this point. I don't even see how Chris Ballard could sign off on something like this. You know, the guy has not coached before at any professional level, unless you count prep school in Georgia. Uh, you know, I'm sure he knows more about football than I'll forget, or he'll forget more than I'll know, whatever that analogy is. But I just do not see how this is helpful to an NFL franchise. Hayes, what are, what's your thoughts on uh, this move or moves? So carnival season is is past us, but apparently it still lives on in uh, in Indianapolis under the uh, Jim Ursay re- regime uh, as this clown uh, runs his circus over and over again. Now, I really mess with Jeff Saturday. I know what he stands for. It seems to be a very, very good guy. Um, was a part of the uh, the players' PA for quite some time, fought for for the players, and everybody that has spoken about him, from ESPN to uh, former teammates, has spoken highly of his character. Uh, that does not mean a damn thing when it comes to coaching, okay? Because your character can be great, that's fine, but you're now going to have to win these guys over in midseason, okay? When they already had two former head coaches or or coaches there that have plenty of experience, okay? And now you're going to have to win these guys over and try to win some games. Now, as Sam mentioned, Jim Ursay's presser was so interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say a sausage. And when you look it up, have fun and enjoy the, the nonsense that he spewed out of his mouth. But they have been soul searching for a quarterback uh, since Andrew Luck, who left. And that was going to be their future. Uh, because before, after that, or before that, it was Peyton. And after Peyton left, they were searching for their person. So they've had Phillip Rivers, Wentz. Uh, I don't even know some of the other quarterbacks they had. Well, they now have Matt Ryan, too. Uh, but the Jacoby Colts just don't have it. Yeah, Kobe, Jacoby Brissett. That's true. Um, Andrew Luck. All right. Well, I was talking about others outside of Andrew Luck and Peyton. Ursay's um, definitely like still traumatized by Andrew Luck retiring. I'm sure. I'm he sure a lot of Colts fans are. He even brought it up yes uh last night. It's just mm-hmm. like why you got dude, what? He can't well he can't get over it. It was it was his it was his golden pony. It was his well, you his ride protected to the, the golden pony. I, I I agree. Yeah, I agree. Andrew was just probably at one point he was like, yeah, I'm just tired of uh getting hit like I, I just don't understand when you get these potential future hall of fame or hall of fame guys and you don't protect them right you don't protect them and you don't give them weapons you're going to create a you're going to you're going to minimize their their shelf life and at that point in time andrew is very very smart i mean he went to stanford he went there for engineering if i remember correctly or so architecture something architecture like, yeah, yeah exactly something, yeah. something in regards to that but he's a very intelligent young man uh, he's not just going to keep getting his brain rattled just to keep making millions when he can make millions without having get his brain rattled doing other things. And he seems to be living a off the grid life. You don't hear anything about him. He's just living his life, which he should. But as far as this, uh, I wish Jeff Saturday the uh, most the, the the best of luck because he might end up back at ESPN, um, which I know they'll welcome him with open arms. And he can slam all the pancakes he wants. Uh, but <laughs> I, I uh, genuinely don't know how this is going to be. I mean, he could be that guy. We'll see. But I, I don't know. I, I don't. I just think it's really, really funny to me that 
now people on the other side get to see what it feels like just to be passed over by somebody that has way less experience. Uh, Cause you know, I've talked about that on numerous occasions. So I'm literally just laughing about this whole situation. Cause it is just a circus as I alluded to before. So dude, we were about to eviscerate in the off season, those rumors about Josh McCowan becoming the Texans coach before mm-hmm. they inevitably hired Levy. Like, no coaching. I mean, I think he's coaching high school somewhere. Josh McCown's probably well qualified to one day be a head coach or he has that makeup, right? He's played for like every team in the NFL. But like, can you hold a clipboard in college or in the NFL first? We were talking off the air about Steve Nash and it's a very similar kind of thing. It was like, yeah, Steve Nash has a Hall of Fame pedigree. He's good. Is he in the Hall of Fame already, Nash? If not, he's yeah. going to be. He is. He is. He is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like, Jeff Saturday, Hall of Fame type of player on and off the field by all accounts, right? But it's this thing is just so perplexing because you're trying to like it's not even like they're trying to fix this in the middle of the season. They're just kind of like, well, we really like Jeff. Maybe he'll win the fans over and uh we can tank and still be loved. I, you know, I don't quite understand. And one of the quotes, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have the exact quote, but Ursay said, you know, I'm not, wor-, basically, he said, I'm not worried about Saturday not having any experience. There's a lot of fear in the NFL. And by him not having any experience, he's not going to have any fear. <laughs> he's capable of doing the job, essentially. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've never coached an NFL game. Uh, I have the same amount of coaching experience in college or the pros as he does Mm -hmm. i'd be scared out of my mind man and i'm sure he is too i mean any there's no doubt he's gotta be any rational human being would coaches that have coached as in as coordinators and then get the head coaching job they're scared as hell too look at nick soriani Sirianni, excuse me everybody was crucifying him after his press conference now he has a team uh eight and oh right now just so what like i don't it's it's a scary thing. Like I said, Jim Ursay is just he's a he's a clown. He's something else, man. He he genuinely you know, is absolutely something else. I've read a lot of things about just kind of Ursay being who he wants to be now. He attacked Daniel Schneider a couple of weeks ago in the owners mm-hmm. meetings and like, you know, he verbally went after him in the press and rightfully so. But like, you know, the owners are a fraternity and you don't really like break the code kind of thing but you know he's just kind of doing what he wants to do and that's fine i mean he's it's his team he can do whatever the hell he wants but this is the this is what happens when you just try to piece together a team and essentially a a quarterback room right like jonathan taylor is clearly not he's hurt but clearly not the player he was last year you you don't have a, a quarterback you can't utilize the weapons you have on the outside there the defense has been pretty good but you know they have some real pieces on that team but you've been trying to piece it together with a really old philip rivers with carson wentz who ursay still talks trash about and you know whatever that's his old quarterback he was paying him he knows him a lot better than you and i did but i don't know if he knows a lot better than me but sure Um, and then you know you have uh matt ryan who clearly didn't work and even though he's quote unquote hurt they probably don't want to play him when he comes back because they don't want to pay him. There's like stipulations in that contract that if he, you know, whatever, he's got to pass a physical at the end of the year to get paid or something like that. I have I have no idea or not get paid. I don't know. Um, but this is just weird. A couple weeks ago, they fired their offensive coordinator 
and Reich was calling plays, which he's more than capable of calling plays, right? Like he's absolutely a Super Bowl winning coordinator. But now what? I'm looking at we both looked at this roster. Like who's gonna? I don't know if there's anyone on the roster that's ever called plays in the NFL before. It's, well, I guess I guess we're gonna find out very. And it's very a short quickly. week. They're going yep. to they're going to Vegas. They got to play the Raiders. Like that's fine. They're this we're gonna is find out football. You know, this isn't like Urban Meyer kind of stuff. Like even Steve Nash had an offseason to figure stuff out. You know, like this guy's doing it in like four days. Well, like God bless him, man. Like I, I you know, he's he, gonna give and, us something to talk about. So sure, let's just no, let's no, just watch where it goes. Fine. And he even said it too. Like, if Ursay called you right now, Brandon, was like, yo, you want to if you were a consultant, former player, like, yo, you want to coach the team? And you're like, wait, what? Are you serious? Or you're not gonna say no. You know, Sam I, I don't is very blame passionate him. about this. You were very, very I'm passionate just, about this. I don't blame him for saying no, but I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this just if he wants to tank, he found the right way to do it. I, I mean, wish, it's, I this is so also well. a bigger issue, which is it's it's been shown before, they keep showing again, is that the owners are going to choose who they want and who they're comfortable with, which is why they have the 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 Rooney rule in plays because these guys are just getting their own guys that they see and felt and they're not giving other people opportunities. And this is another example of just getting a guy that you know because you're comfortable with instead of actually putting somebody else in the position that is more qualified. Uh, and you have two people on your team already that are more qualified. And it would probably – we've seen it on plenty of occasions when you have that interim head coach that's been there coaching up one group of guys in there and obviously is a part of the team. It revitalizes that team like, oh, that's my coach, right? Yeah, like I'm – playing for them like this is who's been my coach been with me in every meeting like we're gonna go out here and ball and they just decide not to do that Even now you reggie mentioned wayne. something reggie uh, wayne's the whiteout coach yeah well i mean he's been on the team for a while like the yes. you know like he's been in the building i don't know yeah well i'm gonna move this forward because sam just gonna Let's kill somebody it. after this uh christ I'm almighty just... oh geez. hey uh i've we... never seen you this passionate hold on hold on hold no. on you what? talked about you brought up Dan Snyder and we didn't talk about this last week and we're not going to walk past this about the potential sale of the commanders and how he talked about not selling the team and that he would never sell a team and now is looking into this reach out to Bank of America and then I've also seen that there's a federal situation that is going on that they're looking into as well. I just think it's really, really funny that he realized probably after the owners' meetings that everybody outside of him was rock wasn't rocking with him, including Jim Ursay. And he probably saw at this point in time it was time to sell. Now I think we looked up how much it was uh that he could potentially sell this team for right now. And I think it's like seven billion dollars. Yeah, it's something like which that. Is man. Absolutely astronomical. So why in my in my stance, if I'm if Sam and I are part of a league of podcasters, right? And we run a league of podcasts and run all the podcasting. And everybody said, you know what? I really don't want to mess with Brandon anymore. And you're telling me that I, none of you really want to see me here and I can sell my team and get $7 billion. Shit, we just played for the lotto for almost $2 billion. Congratulations to whoever won, by the way, because somebody did win. Um, it wasn't you, huh? You it, went no. If, on if me it was after the numbers, got yeah, no. Me, so. If it was me, you you would have known. I would have been podcasting on some island. You would have just saw a whole backdrop of beach <laughs> behind me. Um, but 
if if you're telling me that I can sell this team for seven billion dollars and I don't have to deal with the nonsense of who doesn't like me or not, I'm getting seven billion dollars. I'm getting that, and then I'm going off the grid, especially for such a disgusting person like that. You can finally disappear, go on one of your mega yachts and do all that, whatnot. But I pray, I pray, Sam, that he sells this team. And I I'm hearing that I, per you. Uh, well, I've, I saw the Bezos part, but I, I heard that Jay-Z is a part of potentially that group, and I would love to see him a part of that. But I also would love to see it, there being at least one black owner in the league, but probably won't happen. K- KD was interested, he said, coming from coming from Washington or the DMV area. You know? Well, good for KD, but KD doesn't have $7 billion. So, uh, yeah, and he's not going to be a majority stakeholder either um of ownership so i mean i would love you to be a part of the group but i wouldn't i i truly want to see a black owner i want to see at least one or some oh, yeah, type of like, sure. like you know for real i want to see one especially with the league being uh what like 95 percent african-american i would love to see that but i'm not gonna hold my breath so do you think he sells is my question to you yeah i think it's only a matter of time he's also said he wasn't going to change his racist name of his team yep. for so true. long and he finally did it so very very true i mean money talks man I, at some point there's gonna be a he's probably dipping his toe in the water to see and there's as you mentioned you know we don't we're not well versed in all the legal trouble he's in but it sounds like he's in some <laughs> it sounds like he's it. always in some well right but mm-hmm. but yeah anyway winners losers you stole all my winners and steal not a damn thing sir you did it so i'm gonna just let you go first Wow. Here's sore losers here. Uh, Sam had these this team as losers for the past four weeks, as as I've said no, before. I had uh, them as losers the last week or two weeks ago when, you know, the rookie of the year and best offensive lineman got hurt. Mm-hmm. OK, you've had them as your losers most times. And I know right now you're not going to call them a loser. So I'm still going to run my point because the Jets are my winner this week, Sam. Your damn Jets. We went to the game. I brought Sam to the game. It was his I, gift. I brought you to his. the game. <laughs> how, how, how did you get the tickets? My boy Farkas. No, stop with the nonsense. <laughs> stop with the nonsense. Like I said, I brought Sam to the game, and I brought my luck from my team to give to his team, and they won in true fashion. Now, it was absolutely. You're not as mean in, in person as you are. Um, no, of course Zoom. not. This is for the fans. It's not for you. Uh, <laughs> this is what do you think this is? Uh, this is. I was so so being in that atmosphere, being a Jets fan, being in an atmosphere of another team's rivalry. I've been to that game last year. Got to go this year. This year it meant a little bit more because the Jets were a better team this year. And the Bills are Super Bowl, potentially Super Bowl bound uh, with this team as pretty much every damn person believes that they're going to get there. Seeing the atmosphere of the crowd and and how the, the banter was just going on all around us, literally had a, a gentleman in front of us saying, no, we got this, we got this, we got 1-7, we got 1-7, talking about Josh Allen. And he repeatedly said this throughout the game until the game was over and i made sure i inserted myself in there and i said what about one seven what and he just looked and just nodded and walked away uh but shout out to the jets shout out to zach wilson for being a game manager and not doing too much um because that helped you guys out a lot shout out to sauce uh because sauce was just saucing on him um killing the defense looked really really good um 
I'm just thoroughly impressed with the Jets team this year. Robert Sala, he's he's inserted that that defensive toughness that you were hoping that he would bring to the team and and that we thought he would um and to see what was going on uh seeing the running backs really not miss a beat with uh Carter and uh what's the young man from uh James Robinson uh running all over uh the Bills which was surprising especially with knowing what's on the opposite side of that defense uh and and not really seeing big plays from Josh Allen in that offense, uh, Stefan Diggs, and not really seeing anything go off the way we normally were. Again, I was there at that game last year and seeing how much of a blowout it was. Uh, shout outs to the Jets winning this game and then going into the bye week and being able to relax. And I, I if I was if I was you, Sam, I'd be like, damn, no, I want them to come out next week and come off this momentum, yeah. right? But now they have to take a break. But it's they, you got to play the schedule that's given to you. So Jets, my winner for this week. Yeah, they 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 played hard. They had a game plan. They did not back down from it. Um, I mean, they they had their way in the in the run game, and Sauce and DJ Reed were just all over Gabe Davis and mm-hmm. and Stephon Diggs and a big pass deflection by uh, Sauce off of Davis near the end of the game that kind of just sealed it too. But yeah, just uh, cool atmosphere, hell of a game. Thank you for uh, thanks for thinking of me, Brandon. You're so of course. Kind. You're welcome. You just you hear um, that? You're welcome. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that game a little bit later. But my my winner has to be the winner of Monday Night Football this past week, the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Big win. Lamar didn't have you know wasn't thrown all over the field, but he he had his way with the defense, the Saints defense at times. He, they won a game here with without Gus Edwards, without J.K. Dobbins, without Mark Andrews, and without Rashad Bateman. And, you know, Lamar just found a way to to get it done. Good coaching. It also helps when you have Andy Dalton on the other side of the ball (laughs) showing up in prime time like he always does. And he doesn't show up in prime time. So just a big game, uh, big game for the Ravens. Again, you stole all my winners. So this was my number four winner, but uh, big game by them. So it was, was, uh, you know, they're capable They've had some interesting wins and losses this year. They're capable of being in any game. And uh yeah, it'd be interesting to see them more at full strength. I still think they're in trouble though without another wide out. They did activate your boy Deshaun Jackson, ended up hurting a hamstring and they uh shocker. Yeah, that's weird, right? Shocker. And uh Bateman's done for the year. And you know, I don't think OBJ is coming to the team. I you know, I don't know who's going to be catching passes outside of these two tight ends that they have. Um, but, you know, they, they find ways to win and, uh, you know, big win for them last night or two nights ago on Monday Night Football. Uh, shout out to Lamar, uh, Fantasy Points. Um, in, enjoyed that very much so. Uh, but super, super proud of what he's been doing and betting on himself. Uh, and, and being able to still go out here and ball with missing all of these pieces that they have. And I really, really thank the Ravens so much for beating the Saints because they're making my Eagles first round pick even better. So shout out <laughs> to them. Um, my other one of my second winner this week is the Vikings and Kurt Cousins. Mr. You like that uh, was back playing against the commanders. And the only reason I'm giving them this because they honestly should have lost the game. They were not good in in the first three quarters. 
and they still pulled the game out. But guess what? A W is a W at the end of the day. It doesn't have to look pretty. At the end of the day, you have to go through some adversity to become a better team. And now they are 7-1. and one. Uh, Again, the only loss that they have is against the Eagles. Um, but they they are rallying behind Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins, a guy that I've definitely talked plenty of smack about, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people have as well. Uh, but it's, seeming, it's seemingly that he's won over this locker room. Uh, if you didn't see the viral video right now of first in the locker room, is talking to the team and then ending it with a, you like that <laughs> as he's done before, but then also being on the plane with all the chains on him, just looking drippy. Uh, it was, it was very, very interesting to see. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, but I, I really, really love seeing when, when guys on a team embrace them and when each other, is bracing each other's culture and just having fun and having a good time. And it makes it easier when you're winning too. So uh, this team is a completely different team. They, they are now more offensive minded team. And that is great with their weapons that they have uh, because what they had in the past was not it at all. Uh, so shout out to them and shout out to Kirk cousins. Cause he deserves it. I've talked a lot of trash. So I, I'll give your, give you your due respect, sir, that you definitely earned this, this season thus far. If Kirk Cousins isn't playing in primetime in the playoffs, he'll be fine. True. I, you know, I talked a lot of trash in the preseason about him, called this team average, but they're playing really well. And you had this assumption or perception, rather, that because their former head coach, Mike Zimmer, hated Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. that the rest of the team must have hated Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And that's clearly not the case for that. I thought the video was like, Dumb. I know, you know, it was a big win for him playing his former team or whatever, but you know, I thought it was kind of silly to post it. But then I realized, like, to your point exactly, like this team is rallying around this kid. And like he's an easy target because he's got all that guaranteed money and he's mm-hmm. for his career, probably an average quarterback. Like, and that's just I mean, he's playing well, the team's playing well, and everything's working in Minnesota now, but he's average. But yes. But the team's rallying behind him, and uh, you know they're going to go as far as he leads them. So, you know, good for them. Agreed. Who's your uh, second winner? My next winner is the Bengals. More importantly, Bengals. Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. They played the Panthers. Yeah. They yeah. blew out the Panthers. Joe Mixon had 22 carries for 153 yards on the ground with four touchdowns on the ground, and another 58 yards in the air. With another touchdown, he had more points at halftime than the Panthers had offensive yards. 35 points to 32 yards. Uh, Mixon also had more TDs at halftime than P.J. Walker, who ended up getting pulled in the second quarter, uh, second half. He had more touchdowns than P.J. had completions. Four to three. That's wild. So they they had a, Bengals had a rough game the week before without you saw. Not having Jamar Chase, prime time. It didn't look, you know, they weren't a cohesive group, but they ran. They had their way with these Panthers, and uh, just you know, they go into a bye. Hopefully, they can, can get Jamar Chase back in a couple weeks. But I think their offense is just okay. Like they'll be fine, rather. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I'm really curious to see what they do 
with the remainder of the season if they can get completely healthy uh, because they could potentially be a wild card. And if they are in a wild card, that's in healthy. It's a dangerous team. But the issue that still lies is can you protect Joe Burrow? And still the answer to me is no. Um, my last winner of this week is the guy that looks like he is the best quarterback to come out of that 2021 uh, draft quarterback wise. And that is Justin Fields. Yeah. Not Trevor Lawrence, not sunshine, Justin Fields. All right. In the last three weeks, he has the highest QB rating. He's number one. Uh, I think he has the most touchdowns for a quarterback in the last three weeks. And then he's fourth. And I forgot, uh, I forgot what the other stat was, but Justin Fields has absolutely been balling and he's doing this with a Swiss cheese offensive line uh, that has nothing but holes everywhere. Uh, really no uh, solid offensive targets. Uh, and he's making himself look good. And I just can't wait until he actually gets a line and gets the weapons that he needs, because if he's doing this right now and coming into his own, the game has definitely slowed down for him. And now he's understanding and showing what he can do. And it's scary. And I was saying to myself and I was like, I can't wait to speak to Sam watching him. And I was like, I have a funny feeling next season. They're going to put the Bears and the Eagles in a game together. And it's going to be the battle of the ones because he's number one. And Jalen Hurts number is number one as well. And they're going to be the rushing quarterbacks, rushing black quarterbacks that can throw the ball and seeing how it goes. Because I know Justin Fields is going to take a step next year, and I'm sure Jalen's going to take even another bigger step next year. Um, So I'm just putting that out there. Mark that down, Sam, see if it actually happens. But Justin Fields is an absolute problem. And for those that thought that he wasn't going to potentially be as good because, you know, a lot of these guys that go to these big colleges don't always pan out. He is strong. Like he, he just reminds me of like him and Jalen are like what a future quarterback looks like. Like they are the future. They have strong legs. They can power through things, but they like to pass the ball, right? The thing that they say they never do. This is what these guys do. And they all both are doing it extremely, extremely well. He's just doing it with a way, way, way worse offensive line. Um, so shout outs to Justin Fields, salute to you. That hurts a little bit because of your history with me. But yes, continue. He had the most rushing yards in a game by quarterback ever, right? And yep. I think it was 176 or one. Yep, surpassing Mike Vick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20 or 2002 Mike Vick. So mm-hmm. and he's not, I mean, I think Fields too, to your point, like he he got, you know, kind of na- named or or is thought of as a running quarterback primarily probably because he's you know athletic and he's black right? yeah yep and it just he, that's not his first like his even in college like his first thing wasn't okay my my one side open i'm gonna tuck it and run like that's that wasn't his game and nope. but he certainly has that t- and jalen to that point too isn't that wasn't jalen's game even though i feel like jalen's a better runner just in my limited time seeing the two of them but that said they both are hell athletic quarterbacks and um i think i said i i don't know if i said this on the air or said this to you like privately like outside of trevor lawrence i don't know us you know i don't know what quarterback i would have wanted a couple weeks ago like we were talking about zach wilson or something like that and you know justin fields has proven a lot of people wrong he looks 
good. He's making Matt Nagy look like an idiot too, which is which well, is great. I mean, but yeah, Darnell Mooney's stepping up. Chase Claypool's there now. Um, so you know, good good for them. I, I still think Khalil Herbert should be their running back. Um, but instead of Montgomery, but you know, hopefully to your point, they could fix the lineup and win some games next year for sure. We'll see. My last winner is uh our boy Gino Smith. Gino played the Cardinals. They're now six and three. They beat the Cardinals. 275 yards in the air, two touchdowns, a 115 QBR, 77% uh completion percentage. And uh Ken Walker, who's probably gonna win rookie of the year at this point, uh, <laughs> offensive yeah. rookie of the year, 109 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Uh teams finding finding ways to win. And uh, you know, just just big spot. Uh, these Cardinals are are in trouble, man. I they just paid their GM, they just paid their head coach, they just paid their quarterback, and they're just stuck with them. But oh, they'll get rid of happy. Cliff. Cliff will be the first one to go. You think they're going to eat yeah. all that money? Cliff, they, listen. I, first off, I don't know why they decided to like double down on Cliff. Like it's it's really just a pride thing that I've just noticed more and more as I've gotten older and watching the NFL is like. It's okay that you were wrong, but you don't have to uh, compound your error by giving this guy an extension. Like I wouldn't have gave him an extension, and I would have I would have locked up Kyler, but it would have been there have been some different things and different talks to have, and I also wouldn't have let that whole like gaming situation and, and film study get out. But Cliff Kingsbury is not that dude. He's just he's just not like at all. So I, I think if anybody, if any domino falls first, Sam, it's it's Cliff. It's Cliff for sure. Cause I don't see it any other way. Just being honest, but yeah, I mean, shout out to the Seahawks and Gino. That's yeah, they're just balling. They they are the the surprise team, even though the surprise team of the year to me, honestly, they really are. Because I don't think anybody had them winning more than like three games, and here they are, six and three in that right? division too. In that yeah. division, yeah, that's very very true. Um, start us off with your your loser, and you kind of you kind of opened it up the show. I right? opened it up already. Yeah. I had nothing else to say about the Colts uh, <laughs> aside from that embarrassing loss to the the Patriots and Sam Ellinger not really looking like a pro quarterback. <laughs> now you have three or four days to prepare for the Raiders, who also aren't any good. But you could also make the case about fired quarterbacks. That Josh Josh McDaniels is on the hot seat if he loses to a guy. Who's had five days to prepare? Oof. So coach his first Oof. NFL game. So you know you could make that case too. But do you uh, think? Yeah. Do you think with Jeff Saturday being the head coach that he'll bring Matt Ryan back in? Because Matt Ryan's not injured. They just sat him down under Frank Reich and they spoke about it. Do you think he brings Matt Ryan in and puts him back in as his QB one? I don't. Again, I alluded to like contract stuff earlier there's something some kind of incentive for playing time for matt ryan mm, so that's they why they have an sent. i think that's what i've heard i haven't looked into it there's got to there's something going on that they benched him mm-hmm. um i don't think it's as aggressive or detailed with the like carson wentz and the like you know had so many snaps or something like that yeah but there has to be a reason they benched him right um if jeff saturday wants to win I don't see any other option but Matt Ryan, if a healthy Matt Ryan. Uh, you said bench. I hope they bench the whole Packers team. Like they, I hope they just don't televise them on because this is a train wreck that we're watching. I've I've heard people say it's time to bench Aaron Rodgers, 
and put in Jordan Love to do what? What what is Jordan Love gonna do? They, they the Packers, even with how terrible the Packers have been, they still have a chance to get a wild card position, which is saying a whole lot. But about the NFC, yeah, 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 it's saying a whole lot, especially this year. But I would not even think twice to to bench Aaron Rodgers. It in totality, this team. The only thing that I would have said here is I know you obviously you stand a better chance than probably anybody else that you were going to pick up as quarterback. But I I think this is a big mistake that how they brought him back, how they continue to do this. And for those that aren't aware, the Packers don't have an owner. Uh, it, it's it's which is still a unique situation to me. Um, but basically, the most powerful person in that organization is Aaron Rodgers, and. I think his indecisiveness really hurt the team. Uh, but I also think that these young players aren't ready, right? And and there's a lot of factors to go into. You can say, well, Aaron should have been there in OTAs with them and should have, you know, invited him out. And Aaron on the opposite end is like, it's not my job to get them ready. But if you want to win and you want to do that, like you're going to go out and do these things. I just don't know if his heart is fully uh, in the game anymore. People have been talking about that, about Kyrie for nonstop. People aren't, I don't think people are really talking about that from Aaron Rodgers. I he's, he's changed from an individual from that guy that you kind of liked in the beginning when he first came from Cal and had that chip on his shoulder and, and is waiting to get his spot behind Brett Favre and then finally got his chance. And then he evolved and turned into this person that you may love or you may hate. Uh, now he's this very spiritual person that, that sips ayahuasca in, in Latin America and is doing these different experiences. Uh, I don't know if his heart is really in football. Yes, he can still spin the ball. I'm not, I'm not saying his talent is gone. I just don't know if his passion is there anymore. Because to me, if you're, I, I know speaking for myself, if I'm passionate, like I am about this podcast, like I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that it works on my end and help Sam any way that he can and step up. We've even talked about things off air and stuff like that of things I need to improve myself on doing just me speaking about myself and knowing certain things to get us to the next level. Right. But that's because I'm passionate about it. You got to know these things and want to be willing to improve these things. I, every time he talks about his teammates, it's like, well, they got to do this and they got to do that. And it's just like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Like whatever, like, no, as a team leader, as, as a quarterback always is, it really falls on you to, to lead the ship uh, along with your head coach. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is with that dude. It's just for that. It's it's hard, man. You have to be able to accept criticism too, to your point, right? Mm-hmm. Like and we and we both have open dialogue with each other and we'll, you know, can come to each other to correct or point out certain things. But he's won four MVPs, including the last two in a row. Yep. And some people do, and you know, it's we had this conversation about Tom Brady a couple weeks ago. He's Tom Brady. He's he's accomplished everything you need to in this league, right? He's on the Mount Rushmore of probably pro athletes in the last X amount of years, right? Like he's he's there. He he's reached the pantheon of what you strive to be as a professional athlete, as a quarterback in the NFL. But you know, you you have fifty two other guys too that you need to 
get to win. That's your job. You're the captain of this team. You gotta you gotta get them across the goal line. And it, yeah, to your point, you know, the finger pointing, it's always they, it's they need to run these routes. They, you know, especially going after the the rookie wideouts and whatnot. Um it's it's just interesting that this is it's unfolding this way. And I mean, when you're you make fifty million dollars and you're above kind of that criticism, it's hard. You kind of just have to, you know, they're clearly a Matt LaFleur and and the GM are just rolling with what Aaron is giving them. He's also, I think, I also think he's hurt. Who oh, Aaron? Like that, yeah, that finger injury, like he threw uh, like we obviously were at the game together, but I we watched we watched the highlights and watched some stuff on made sure that we were up to, to speed, right? Yep. Some of those picks that he threw. Oh my gosh, that one that he had three in the wide end, open. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It's now injury is not an excuse, and he's not going to accept injury as an excuse. But if you if you get behind between those lines and you say I'm good to go, uh, you're good to go. So like. He, by him wanting to kind of tape up his thumb and say like I'm we're going we're playing like at some point you're hurting the team you know and who knows uh, to his to your point about not being having your heart in the game he could walk away at the end of the year and I don't think either of us would be surprised and he could stay another three years and we wouldn't be surprised either but you know I think you know you're not sitting Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers has to sit himself and you know, for that, I'm, I'm not sure the Packers will ever know what they have in Jordan Love because of that. Well said, well said. Um, your next loser, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, including Sunday to the Jaguars, have lost three games this year where they led 17 to nothing at one point. Um, they're really bad. <laughs> They are, uh, their coach has admitted that, you know, it's on him and he's got to, you know, fix this. Um, they're really bad. They don't have a first round pick. Uh, I don't know where they would pick right now. I actually just have the draft order open. Um, can't find it. Oh, well. Um, regardless, <laughs> the Raiders are bad uh, in a division that we thought was going to be the toughest in in football in the AFC West. And uh, it just, it doesn't look good. Actually, they do have, um, I'm sorry, they do have a first round pick this year. I don't know why. I thought they traded it for Devontae's, uh, Devontae Adams, but I guess I'm wrong. They would pick third. David Carr is not going to be a starting quarterback next year. It's, it's kind of what I'm alluding to, too. So uh, the Raiders are one of my losers. It's funny that you say teams with no picks because my loser is the Rams. Um, and <laughs> F those they, picks. Yeah. And How's that going, away, Yeah. They've given away all those picks and they are looking terrible. I know they started off with Matthew Stafford being injured, which doesn't help. I think Cooper Cup went down uh, during this game or uh, is not fully himself. Uh, I haven't really heard much from Aaron Donald, which is really wild for me to even say. Good point. Um, like you normally hear about him disrupting things. I don't hear anything. I haven't heard anything about Jalen Ramsey. I've heard absolutely nothing about the Rams offense. I mean, excuse me, defense. It seems almost non-existent to this point. Um, and teams are just walking all over them. Obviously, I know these guys are putting in work and they're doing the best that they can. Uh, but it's just 
it's just not it. And I think I said it before. I'll say it again. I truly believe that this is the Super Bowl hangover. Like this, this one hundred percent is Super Bowl hangover. Um, you know, they went out, enjoyed themselves, overindulged. Aaron Donald was almost to the point of retiring, right? And and got kind of talked back into doing it. Uh, yeah, just I don't know what they have to do, um, uh, but I, they just probably should pack it in for this year. As it seems like they they're just not in it and they just need a whole year to recoup. But I don't know how you get better. It's it's funny that two LA teams have no picks really, uh, because of the trades that they made. I'm talking about them and the Lakers, of the trades that they made, and now they're out here just trying to figure out what they're gonna do next with their team to make it better and improve. So good luck. Yeah, I mean the end game was to win a Super Bowl and they did, they did it. So yeah. but if that means like you know, they they might not have partied all off season long, but it's like, all right, well, I'm going to take, I'm going to practice a little, not as hard this time or one less, you know, rep here, or, you know, I'm going to take Wednesdays off or something like that. And it, it probably adds up that Super Bowl hangover. We're seeing it, man. And that, and, you know, we didn't, we're not mentioning the bucks here as, um, as winners or anything like that, even though they, you know, or the Rams, you didn't allude to that Bucks Rams game, but that was a snooze fest, dude. Oh my god, there's been a lot of the snooze fest this year. A lot until of the end of that game when Brady kind of, you know, just you knew it was happening, but um, yeah, just yeah. Well, the Rams up. screw that up too because the way when Cooper Cup went down, it actually yeah. that that messed it all up and gave Tom Brady a chance. Why do you leave any time no. on the clock? For Forty Tom? something seconds is too much, man. <laughs> 55 times or something like that. Tom Brady's come from behind like that. Listen, I'm giving and 100,000 yards. I'm giving Tom Brady no seconds, or if I'm giving him any seconds, is no more than five. That's it. No more than five. Oh, you don't got to tell me twice. Yeah, I know. I you know, know for sure. Yeah. Um, who's your last one, man? Uh, Devontae well, Adams. Well... Yeah, the Devontae Adams trade was a first and a second. So the, the, uh, the Raiders have the third overall pick right now. Anyway, uh, my last loser is the Buffalo well, Bill fans. And mine is the Bills, so we might as well just combine them. Well, let me start here. I'm not exaggerating. We got to MetLife, and I will say 35%, maybe 40% of the stands were filled with Bills fans. It might have been 50-50. It, it, it was a lot really, of blue. A lot of red. Aggressive. And I get it. You're feeling yourself. The team's really good. If I had Josh Allen under center and Sean McDermott coaching my team, I'd feel the same way too. Like they're they're a really good team. But the disrespect, man, and the just it was just kind of like, where are you guys? Like you're just looking around like they like they made the trip from Buffalo or wherever they came from. Like, yeah, we own the Jetsons. It's kind of like it just all fell apart. And I want to give special kudos to the guy that you were alluding to earlier <laughs> i'm gonna call him sauce because i don't know if this guy had a really cool shirt it was a white t-shirt and i had a picture of josh allen hurtling a defensive back for the chiefs i don't mm-hmm. know when this picture was taken maybe last year in the playoffs i don't know cool shirt but he had buffalo sauce <laughs> all over the back shoulder of his shirt so i just kept calling him sauce i i don't even know if he knows that but the disrespect from the Bills fans, it was it was very quiet walking out of MetLife. Oh, oh God. They, they didn't were... say a word, man. 
Oh, all you kept hearing was J-E-T-S. Sucks, sucks, sucks. That's all you kept hearing every time you would hear the Jets do something. And then when Sauce had the pick, they were like, oh, it's it's nothing. And when I'm saying Sauce, I'm actually really meaning Sauce Garner, not, not the guy that was in front of us. Uh, but when he got the pick, they were like, oh, yeah, you're not going to do anything with it, blah, blah, blah. And just hearing Bills fans go crazy and then only to be silenced. And if you've ever been to a Bills game or, or heard, is they go, let's go, Buffalo. So Jets fans at the end were saying, go home, Buffalo. So <laughs> it was it was very interesting to see how the dynamic changed and how Bills fans were hanging their head because the Bills should have won that game. They with with all the talent that they have, the the uh the projection of what they're supposed to do this season, they were supposed to win this game. They blew the Jets out last year. They were supposed to be the winner, and they were not the winner. The their offense, as I mentioned before, were non-existence. They the Jets defense looked phenomenal in that game. Like they looked really, really good in that game. And I don't I'd say more so Sam probably was a fault of Josh Allen, like not stepping up. He blamed himself after we end up finding out that he has a UCL injury uh, from in that from, I guess, getting hit on his elbow yeah, and throwing uh, Bryce um, Huff um, defensive end just got him in the elbow. We couldn't see it, but yeah. yeah, he was he was hurting. So, I mean, it's the Bills. If if this UCL is. That's Tommy John surgery in baseball. guys. Yeah, like, that's what that is. Yeah. Like, hopefully he's fine. Maybe, pro- probably not. And, and that is, if he's not fine, then <laughs> that immediately makes the Chiefs the favorites. And that's a huge, huge loss for the Bills, especially where they're projected to be. So, I mean, I never wish injury on anybody. So I hope he's he's well, but, and it's the UCL is maybe just like a sprain and not really yeah, like so. a, I hope you it's know, on Turner. Yeah. But exactly. McDermott, even Sean McDermott's been, was, you know, all day Monday, and now it's Tuesday when we're Tuesday night when we're recording this. They still haven't said anything. It's yeah. not a good sign. It's not. Uh, and you know, was watching Get Up this morning, and Mike Tannenbaum was basically like, "You have to look at this in like a 10, 15 year view, and not like I have a really good team we could win the Super Bowl because it's not about this Super Bowl. It's about getting to the next couple Super Bowls, and you know they're they're." If I'm them, you know, you you play in a in a I know they're uh Brandon Bean, their gems one of the best in the league. Like they will they'll play it safe here. But and, and Greeny even said this morning, I thought it was a great point of this could have been the difference between Patrick Mahomes having to go into Buffalo in January mm-hmm. and now Buffalo and having in, to yeah, go into them. Kansas yep. City yep. In, in January. And mm-hmm. that's that's a big swing for each team. So you, you got to play it safe in my, my opinion here, but a uh, big, you know, hopefully, hopefully selfie because he is one of the stars of this league and, you know, uh, really fun to watch for sure. I, I absolutely uh, agree. So with that being said, it's week 10. It All is. right. And it is time to get into our picks. So Sam, Thursday night football, NFC South, Falcons at Panthers. Who do you have? Well, if I'm Jeff Bezos and I'm about to give Roger Goodell and the owner $7 billion to buy a franchise, I hope I at least get better games to put on Amazon Prime. 
but I'm going. Uh, I pick Panthers here. I don't. I'm going Falcons. I'm changing it. That was a very valid point about Amazon uh, as well. Very, very valid point. Uh, I would definitely want because Thursday night games this year uh, have been horrendous. Um, yeah, I also have the Falcons as well. Uh, and just because I, I like what they're they're building and Mariota's kind of getting his second chance and he seems like he's been a really good guy. Um, Lions at Bears. Who you got? I really impressed by justin fields as we just talked about um also just impressed with with the lions even though it's still not translating into wins all that often i know they just beat the packers but the packers just lost five in a row um but i'm gonna say lions here i hopefully deandre swift's a little more healthy and uh um i i, I think they'll win this game in the lions well the road in buffalo you have you said my reason and it's Justin Fields. Yeah. Oh, I, so, I don't doubt you at all, man. That's that's just that's just it at all. It's just Justin Fields. Uh Browns at Dolphins. We both have the Dolphins. Uh what what week does uh Deshaun Watson come back? Is it next uh, week? I think well the suspension was what 12 yeah, games? It's next 13? week. I think he comes back. They no, it's it's 13. There's a buy in there too, I think. I think it's week 13 against the Texans. Week thirteen. Okay, we'll look it up. Well, um, it's it is week thirteen. It okay. is. I've, I've already looked it up. So you're you're right. Absolutely right. Um, back to a regular schedule program. Broncos at Titans. We both have the Titans, and I feel this is going to be a blowout. Titans country. Let's ride. Um, <laughs> I do gotta say, man, that the game on Sunday night, the disparity between uh. Pat Mahomes throwing 68 times and Malik Willis throwing 16 times is the largest gap in NFL history. <laughs> but wow. Derrick Henry, man, they find a you know, they find a way. They they had Malik Willis had no completions to a wide out in that game. And it just shows you how good of a coach Mike Vrabel is because they were in that game the entire time. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I like to cite in steam. I I have no faith in the Broncos. So, yeah. I don't either at all. Not with anything they do. Um, and I don't think their organization has faith in this team right now either, which is why they let Chubb walk. Um, Vikings at Bills. Now, before this UCL injury scare, this is building up to be a really good game. If it's not as serious uh, injury, this is going to be a great game, in my opinion. Uh Sam, you have the Vikings. I have the Bills. Why do you have the Vikings? I changed it after uh, with the Josh Allen injury thing, especially that it's been two days now and it's radio silence for uh, pretty much. But it's going to be tough regardless of who's the quarterback of Buffalo to go into Buffalo and win. Um, but, you know, Vikings are riding. You know, they're they're playing really well. And um, I don't know. Go Vikes. If the, if the Bills... Uh, if Josh Allen plays for the Bills uh, and he's, let's just say, 70%, he is going to throw until his arm is dead and falls off his body in this game because they are so embarrassed from that loss against the Jets. They are going to come out and probably play one of the best games of their life, and I'm going with the Bills to win this one. But I, I think this is going to be separated by a field goal. Like this, Whoever is going to win this game is going to be a field goal if – Josh Allen plays. Remember, if he plays. Um, Texans at Giants. We both have the G-men. 
Uh, I don't think this game is, is – this means going to probably be closer than I possibly thought it was, but that's that's going to be a really, really, really good game for the Giants, especially coming off of bye week. It's going to be a tuner-up. But, again, they could play out like my Eagles played out. And, I mean, it's an NFL team. Maybe it's still going to play you tight. So we'll see what happens. Um, Jags at Chiefs. <laughs> Both have the Chiefs. Uh, that is not even a shock at all. Uh, I, I think – Doug's going to have these guys really playing better next year because uh, this is now he's he's got them and he's going to build up this confidence of this team this year. Uh, but the Chiefs are way, way too much uh, for the Jags to handle at this point in time. So I I definitely, definitely, definitely don't see that happening uh, at all. Um, another team that or another game that Sam and I both call it and see it the same way, Cowboys at Packers, because as you said, Sam, the Packers have lost five in a row which is still wild to me to to hear a team that's has Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback have lost five in a row. Uh, and the Cowboys are, are sitting pretty uh, at six and two right now. So uh, <laughs> I, I, it hurts me every time I got to pick the Cowboys uh, Colts and at Raiders. And now we're split on this one and we're split on this one because I had the Colts before, <laughs> before, I saw that Frank Reich was uh, fired. Uh, I don't have the Colts anymore, Sam. I'm changing that to the Raiders right along with you. There's no uh, Jeff Saturday, but there's no way that they win this game. Like, do do you think they realistically have a chance? I don't. Uh, yeah, I I can't see it, man. I I just can't. I don't know anything can happen. It's the National Football League. It's true, but that dude, that's mm. gonna be tough. Yeah, definitely gonna be tough. Uh did, did you skip Saints Steelers or was I just zoned out? Uh no. Uh I did. No, I did. Uh it's Saints and Steelers. I probably skipped it because who the hell cares about that game outside of those <laughs> two fan bases? Uh I probably just slept on that because that's exactly what you're gonna do if you watch that game. Uh but the Saints Steelers, uh Sam, you have the Saints, I have the Steelers. I don't know why. If Andy Dalton's playing like he did last night, I have no idea. I but, you know Kenny Pickett. I don't know, man. Yeah, sure. that's. I'm just Flip a coin. Mike Tomlin. That's the only thing I'm yeah, based to say. So that's that's my I guess reason for that. Uh, Rams. It's gonna be Cardinals at Rams. Uh, I have cards. Sam has Rams. I have the cards because I think they are more uh, explosive right now. Uh, than the Rams and their defense. The Rams defense isn't really what it could and should be. Uh, and Cardinals defense is definitely playing better than the Rams defense right now. So I'm just taking the Cardinals. But I this is another game that if you're watching this, this just feels like it's going to be a snooze fest too. Um, but th- these are the type of games that all of a sudden you'll see it'll be like an offensive shootout out of nowhere. But I, I highly, highly, highly doubt that. So, yeah. It's Sunday night football. Chargers versus Niners. Sam and I both have the Niners. Uh, it's really, really crazy because we thought that the Chargers were going to be doing something this year, Sam. And I'm just still that whole division, the AFC West is oh, they are a huge disappointment. Um, I wish they would talk about them like they talk about the NFC East. And how they were calling them the least, and how we they hyped them up this whole time, and nothing ever happened. Uh, but speaking of the NFC East, uh, Monday Night Football, Commanders against my Eagles, and as Sam put it on the sheet, 
Go birds. I, uh, I do have to say there were a lot of Eagles fans at MetLife <laughs> wearing Eagles jerseys. And here you are in a Revis jersey. You walk and you dapped up. Every, every Eagles fan. fan. <laughs> I'm really an Eagles fan. Don't let it play you. Go birds. I was like, dude, you must have done it to like six people. <laughs> I did not. I'm making it very, very clear. And we're just having street. We had a street conversations about him too. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a birds fan. Cause I'm talking all the stuff that we know is going on. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, I wore the Revis Jersey to support Sam. Uh, and uh, I, I say it's good luck, Sam. I wear it. I'll, I'll hang it up for you every time the Jets play, just to give you good luck. How about oh, that? That's that's so thoughtful. Of you. you know, I'm trying try to help you, know, you out. You there. think Miles returned his Josh Allen jersey? Yet? I sure hope he did. I hope he burned it um, for himself. He should have tried to sell it in the parking lot. That's what he should have <laughs> tried to do and get his money back because somebody would have bought it. He should have tried to sell it before the game started. Yeah. Um, but uh, that has been the picks of the week. And I'm going to give my top 10 of this week. But I want to start off with the aforementioned Miles and Sam saying that my list last week was shit. And I have a whole gripe about this because everybody that's on this list was pretty much on this list last week, except for one team. Um, And that was the Niners were on there and that's it. And all these teams are still here. So I just really need to understand how my list is shit, but whatever. Ah, at 10, the Titans, five and three. Uh, Titans have made a resurgence. Uh, they are showing what they're what they're capable of. Uh, yes, Malik is going to be, I believe, a great future quarterback, but he's he's got to grow into that role. Uh, with Tannehill coming back, even though this pains me to say, uh, I believe that they'll they'll kick it up another gear. Uh, nine, the Seahawks were six and three. Uh, again, as I mentioned, the surprise of the season thus far. Uh, shout out to Gino and Pete Carroll, uh, basically saying, Hey, Russ, you were the problem. Um, at eight, uh, the G Men, they're six and two. They had a bye week this week, so they didn't, they didn't leave the list. Uh, and they're coming back and they're getting a, a little nice tune up game, which is the Texans. Uh, so that is that is good for them. The Ravens. Have moved to six and three. And as Sam talked about before, Lamar is doing it without all of his weapons. And ironically, Sam, did he do it last year without all of his weapons too? I think you know, so. I believe I think. he had Hollywood Brown, but I'm, I'm pretty sure mm. he did. Mm. I, I I think he should I think he should have won the MVP last year and probably should win it this year because when you lose all your weapons, it, it's different and you're still balling out. Um at six, my dad's dolphins. Uh, which is six and three. Uh, since Tua came back, they have been scorching teams. Uh, the long ball and his accurate passing, uh, that offense is clicking on a whole, whole, whole other level. Uh, the Cowboys are at five, six and two. The Cowboys really do have a solid, solid defense getting Dak back. Uh, he's had some tune up games to go there, uh, passing the ball pretty well, but they found their run game and are, are really giving that uh that split offense of the passing and running and allowing teams to have to guess what they're going to do and that has been super impactful for them. Uh the Bills who OBJ were being uh being uh recruited by Micah and, and Jerry Jones right now. Your boy Micah Parsons. You think he goes to the Cowboys? I mean, he should if he's if he wants a potential chance 
uh, to go to uh, deeper in the playoffs. He should, but I, I don't know if he goes there. I mean, he has a really great relationship with Aaron Rodgers, and again, as I said before, they're still they can still get into the playoffs. So who knows? Um, four. The Bills were number two last week and have been for quite some time. But after that loss, they had to drop down a couple pegs. Uh, they are six and two. Uh, and with Josh Allen as a mystery right now, he's the mystery flavor Starburst. We don't know where this is going to go. So I guess we're just going to find out. Um, number three, seven one Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins is telling everybody in the league, you like that uh, with all his ice on his neck. Uh, shout out to him for that. But the Vikings look really, 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 really good. Um, and I'm impressed, even though a lot of people will say that they've won by by the, the very smallest margins. But again, a W is a W. Uh, number two, the Chiefs, uh, as consistent as always uh, with Patty Mahomes, uh, sitting out here absolutely balling. Uh, the Chiefs are sitting pretty. Uh, they are 6-2 and two right now. Uh, and they are currently the cream of the crop for the AFC, uh, which is really not a surprise. They've kind of pretty much been there since Patrick Mahomes has been there. And number one, the only undefeated team, my birds, eight and oh. I'm not even going to go into that. They're just eight and oh. Just take it for that. Um, and that has been my picks for the week and my nice rankings for the week. Thank you. Great job. Let us know what you think, people. Yes. In, Please. In, on the Instagram, on wherever. You listen to this podcast, let us know. Hey, you want to talk some NBA? Let's go. When we last spoke, Kyrie Irving of the Nets um, was not suspended. Now he is. He's been suspended at least five games uh, for his um, support. I don't know what the right word is. Support of this film or... I don't even know what the right thing to say is. I wouldn't even say but, it was su- support. I don't think he, it was support. I have no idea what it, how to pre- present ag- this other than, I don't know. His acknowledgement of this documentary. Sure. Like that. At, you know, he's had a couple of times in front of the camera to apologize and some written statements. And, uh, you know, it did not suffice to the league and, and to ownership. And he's been suspended by the team for a minimum of five games. And then it came out that he basically needs to uh, complete a checklist to come back and play games for the Nets. Uh, This checklist includes, I think there's six moves here that need to happen, which we'll get into. And I mean, I'll read them off and then we can, you know, get into it, but it's one apologize and condemn the move. This is from Shams from the athletic. I don't know where this came from originally but shams is the best so i will i'll take it that it probably came from management uh 500 grand donation to anti-hate causes sensitivity training anti-semitic training meet with the anti-defamation league and jewish leaders and meet with nets owner joe sai excuse me joe sai to demonstrate understanding and reports are that Kyrie did meet with nba commissioner adam silver today your thoughts on uh, the situation as it's unfold. I know we had a lot to say about this last week. I'm just so over all of this. I don't, I hate this, uh, 
this you're being scolded in public type thing and like you got to do these checklists to be a good boy to play type thing again i understand that Kyrie posted something that had a lot of anti-semitic tropes in there uh the part that i sam and i had a really interesting conversation um a very good conversation but i just don't like how people are forcing him to say sorry when everything that he has said is that he's not anti-Semitic, that he didn't support everything in the documentary, yet he posted this documentary, and people want him to apologize and say, you're not anti-Semitic. And I, I just I just really hate when people try to force people to do things, um, especially when we're, we're living in the same day and age where Brett Favre, who stole all this money from welfare in Mississippi that is affecting multiple knowing knowing this just to give you an this is actually statistically true the poorest african americans in the country in mississippi I think the poorest state in the country yeah they are honest, the poorest state in the country yes yeah. that is true um and brett Favre kept his endorsements we're not talking about this and yet there's also even more issues going along with this now obviously brett Favre is not playing but sam i i, I will ask you this genuinely if you think of you hear the name Brett Favre and you hear Kyrie Irving, who is considered to be more of a superstar. I think that, I mean, it's a generational thing, right? I mean, I, I would say so, but I'm saying like, if you, in your opinion, like where would oh, it it's, it's, I mean, Brett Favre is a hall of famer. Correct, Brett Favre correct. is a Super Bowl champion. Brett Favre was, um, is like a three or four time MVP. He's one mm -hmm. of the best quarterbacks of the last 30 years so yeah i would say i'd say brett Favre. I, I i would say so too i mean but also to your point which is well taken it's also a generational thing because a lot of these kids in generation yeah don't the, the 15 year old brett, NBA yeah, fan. yeah, like, doesn't who's know Favre, Favre. yeah who's that right but i just don't like all of this is it's it just gives me weird vibes just parading somebody out here and like you have to do all these checklists and do this and meet with this person and it's just like a a big scolding thing like i i don't like it i i get that he has to atone for his mistakes and putting something out there um but i i really think this this whole thing is like it's just being really 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 dragged out um and this could be this could be handled like i don't think this has to be handled out in the public like that like yes he can go in and apologize if he has to or wants to um, but yes, he should, he could and should do these things. Um, and they should really help him. So he understands that. But I, again, he's a very, very intelligent person. He's a very, uh, giving an individual a, a huge philanthropist and, and, and donates to many causes and participates in many causes. And that's all being diluted right now. Again, I'm not, not well, Kyrie diluted it, man. I mean, it's, well, not... I mean, he, I mean, Yes, but this is what happens in these situations. Like it's it's it, it's not talked about. Obviously, all you hear is this, and this is all you know. If this is all you've heard about Kyrie, this is all you know about Kyrie. Is what I'm saying. Like this is all you know about him now, and outside of him playing basketball. So I, I'm just just for me, Sam. I'm really just over all of this. It's just like, yeah. I mean, I I'm certainly over it too, and we don't condone what the actions or the thoughts or you know the the undertones of a lot of this thing. Um, we, we talked about this on the air, off the air uh, at length, but I don't think I agree with you. Forcing him to apologize means nothing. And I don't know if you're, and I am not part of a, a, uh, 
a group that was um that was hurt by what he said or didn't say or what he did or or mm -hmm. even Kanye or any of that but a forced apology what is that what does that do you're gonna sit know. you're gonna sit in front of a camera and just be like I'm sorry like I'm sorry if what I did hurt you I've I've taken some time I've met with the ADL I've met I've done all this blah 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 I'm sorry and he's just lying through his okay he said sorry what if he's just like what if he's not yeah, and you know exactly. what like it's I'm not gonna say it's okay that he's not sorry I don't again I don't condone any of it it makes me fucking sick like and it, it uh you know I have a lot of friends that ha are just really upset with the the narratives and the things going on uh that have been even brought more to light in the last 30 days or so um but like if he's not sorry he's not sorry like forcing him to just get in front of a camera and say sorry what is that a piece so you could sell number 11 jerseys again like i don't under i don't get what what it does and i i'm pretty sure that he offered the nets and him both offered half a million dollars to the anti-defamation league and they i believe they rejected it no you're you're you didn't but, believe it. they did yeah they did it. they rejected the money so what what the hell is that sensitivity training all of that he is an employee of the brooklyn nets and he is a, an employee of the national basketball association and the the pa if they require him to do all of that just like you and i need to sit through stuff like this for work and discrimination and you know all of this other stuff that you know that's that's business that's hr that's it is it is what it is there but to force him to apologize and to force him to give money what does it do man like i i do i think he should apologize if he's sorry but by not doing it he's not sorry and even if his words were or his actions were um misrepresented or whatever like he hasn't really done much to clear the air but again, it is take, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of groups in this country have been affected and upset by this. And, it you know, that sucks. And it's awful that we still have to deal with this, you know, for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's like. You know, I, I don't know. I Do you think he plays basketball for the Nets again? And bigger question, if you don't, do you think he plays basketball again? I think he does play basketball for the Nets again because just as I've mentioned on here and and in other podcasts and conversations is uh, this generation has very short-term memory. Yeah. And this uh, once it's like, to your point again, the communities that are affected truly understand and, and stand by it. I mean, I'm, I'm African-American. I completely understand when certain people do and say certain things that affect our communities. Um, but once he apologizes, like it's it's like okay, well he apologized and he donated money, and it's just like all right, it's we're okay with it now. He can play again, right? It's just like we're we're doing all of this so he can play again. So he wants to make his money. He's gonna pay some money, and he's gonna take some trainings, and then he's gonna play again and get what he has to do anyway. To your point, doesn't mean that he really is truly sincere about it. Sincere about it. And again, from everything that I've seen about from Kyrie, he is a very genuine individual. Uh, has been soul searching. Uh, is extremely charitable. Um, but I, it, this is just drawn out to me. But I get it. I get it, and I I have way more to to think about to this. But I I don't want to go. I'm trying to keep myself very PG here for for all parties. But 
if you really want to know how I feel fully about all this, you can hit me up in my DMs and I'll give you all the tea that I feel about this. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that. Um, I can give you all the tea of how I feel about the Lakers. They tell, suck. Us, tell us how you feel for the they people in the suck. back. They absolutely Man, they're suck. really bad, huh? Yeah, they <laughs> suck. They suck bad. I mean, my nets aren't doing that much greater, but I mean, they the Lakers really, really suck. <laughs> like to have the greatest, one of the greatest basketball players ever, and arguably the greatest uh, basketball player ever, and they're just wasting him away. It's it's disgusting. Uh, Russ came and had a had one of his better games as a recent, but then they went and just got smacked by the Jazz, who is basically playing for like a a lottery a lottery pick, and you're just out here just getting trashed by them. It's it's is bad because the Lakers are supposed to be the Lake Show. Uh, Jazz it, are it, nine and three. What happened? The Jazz are nine and three. Yeah, I, they people wow. thought they were going to tank, but they they're, they're building a young team. I, I just yeah, the Lakers just I, the, now the rumor is right now that AD is on the trade block. Like they, the Lakers are not going to openly say that, but teams are are creating like packages from what I'm hearing for AD and potentially thinking what can we do to get him. I mean, good luck. If he can even play, um, but you know we're we're gonna get into that part in a second. But how do you what do you think is the issue, or what do you think they need to do here to fix this terrible start to a season? I don't know, man. It looks like they mailed it in last year, and all of the bad feelings and whatever the stink is in that room has just rolled over into this year. <laughs> and whether it's like Russ, Russ coming off the bench, and then AD, is he playing? Is he not playing? LeBron's a year older, even though he's still, I won't say he's mailed it in, but this team's just not cohesive and not playing well. It's not even a Rob Palenka issue. Like, the okay, you changed the coach. Vogel's gone. You know, how how's it working? I That AD trade, I mean, again, the AD trade, Gave up a ton, won a won a championship. Was it worth it? Okay, you you know, the Pelicans got to be uh, pretty excited about having that top three pick right now, especially when uh, Wemby's coming out and looking like the next Kevin Durant. So like, um, you know, I, do you trade AD and try to recoup something? Probably. I, I mean, you you have to I be would. realistic and think. Yeah. I'm not. We're not going anywhere. Um, you know, LeBron, LeBron's probably happy just living in California. And again, what more does he need to? I trade AD for... and LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you have to do something. You don't have any draft picks. You don't have any assets. Yeah. Nothing. There's no one on this team that has like long-term, uh, like value to a, a NBA franchise other yeah. than AD and, and LeBron. And you trade Very Russ true. with the hopes of like getting a salary off the books. You know, Lonnie Walker, you're going to get something for Lonnie Walker or, you know, no, it's just, yeah, you, you got to hope that by January, February, AD can put some minutes on the court and, and, you know, a team that is desperate to take that next jump will, will give you something for him. But yeah, I agree. I think, you know, here here's LeBron just playing GM again and just destructing another franchise. Like, how many times does this have to happen? You know, um, but it, yeah, I, 
not feeling too good for the long-term prospects of the Lakers. So I think you got to entertain moving, moving these guys to get some assets back. So Sam, you brought up something to me that I thought was pretty interesting and, and made me think about it too, because I don't think anybody's really talking about this aspect and, and somebody said it on Twitter and I think it's absolutely needs to be spoken about, but we trash AD all day, every day for not playing. I call AD plain clothes. Uh, my buddy calls him Mr. Glass. Uh, he is literally rarely on the court. And when he is on the court, obviously he, he's a great asset, but then he tweaks something on the court and then he's right back to being hurt again. And we just keep questioning, is AD really into this? Does he really want to be here? You know, what? why is he not take care of his body? So on and so forth. But there's another person that's won uh, multiple NBA champions championships, uh, is considered to be one of the best two-way players in the league when healthy. And he's playing just as much as AD nowadays, if not less than AD. And that is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, to the point that, Coaches have openly said that when Kai, Kawhi Leonard is on uh, reports of being out uh, for injury, that he's not really injured. He just, just doesn't want to play or wants to rest, whatever the case may be. Um, I think. Well, they had, yeah, they had all those weird rules for him when he was coming off that injury and when he was in Toronto and not, yes. not playing back to backs or not playing so many times in so many days. He's he's the he's the reason that a lot of people hate the the player uh empowerment movement and load the, management and, yeah yeah and and load management is because you're you're spending all this money as a parent right uh to go see these these favorite players and these guys are choosing not to play and so they can keep getting paid and and saving and preserving their money and, and, and preserving their body i get want to preserve your body i understand that but Damn, like why, Kawhi? Like you're you're such a great player and people want to see you play. And you are from what all the rumors are saying is that you just don't put in the effort to try to get on the court when you need to be on the court. Uh and I I truly honestly think, Sam, that this needs to be talked about more, to be honest. No, you dude, you're not wrong. Uh yeah, I mean, he he did suffer an ACL tear at some point right what was it a couple uh couple years ago yeah um, and he's had some knee troubles and some some leg troubles in the past but i gotta get you know i i know you mentioned i brought it up to you it was actually paul pierce had the it was paul pierce was the quote <laughs> wow uh, which wow. is just funny um how we talk about anthony davis not being available we don't put Kawhi in that group we don't say nothing about him always being in street clothes i guess he said that on showtime is on the Showtime uh, basketball show or something like that, but okay. yeah, uh, look, he he hasn't played. Has he even played this year? Yeah, he's uh, played. I think he's played like two games, right? Yeah, he's played, uh, but it's again, he's not he's not doing anything, and it's just two it's games. just really disappointing to me that you're just not doing anything at all. Like I just don't like you're a great player, and when you're playing in the league or when you're playing in the the league in general like it's it's a game changer right and and you have that that two-way you're a two-way superstar like you're not just a two-way player you're a two-way superstar you are literally a game changer you play and guard the best player in the game or on the other side of the the court and it changes the game you're, he's but, literally the best defensive player in basketball when he's healthy 
Yeah. I, probably. I mean, he's won defensive player of the year multiple times, but mm-hmm. he probably is at full strength, the best defensive player in basketball. And he's also one of the most uh, uh, versatile scorers in the league as well. Yes. It's a travesty that he's not playing basketball. It is. It is. But maybe we'll maybe we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll play at least, uh, you know, 40 games this year. But the way it's trending right now, ah, I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, Sam. Like I, get, like, I get it. You They invest a lot of money on him. Paul George, you know, these are, you know, I, I hate to talk about players as assets, but they're assets. They have a lot of money stuck to them. They're, you know. And the long term, just like we were talking about the long term perspective of um, Josh Allen, like it's it's very similar in basketball. We've seen that one person. We've seen Kawhi Leonard change, as you meant, just said, changes the game on yep. his own. He yep. willed the Toronto Raptors to a to you know with some lucky bounces in between, but willed the Toronto Raptors to a title. Yeah, literally. So. I, I I understand keep being cautious with them, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you've gone to plenty of games with your family. Your parents have taken you to plenty of games. I have. I've taken my own family. It's expensive, man. My kids aren't at the age where they want to see so and so on the field, but I, you know, I'll be damned if I take them to a you know a Jets game and you know the best players on the field. That's got to be a crappy feeling, man. It's, I it's actually don't hard. think my parents ever took me to a basketball game. I think they've only taken me to baseball, like Yankees games. Okay. That's the only like, thing we ever if did. You, you know, no, I was just thinking. I was just thinking out loud. Like Derek Jeter's not playing because he doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I'd be or sick. because he was hurt two years ago sick. and he's still yeah. like taking it easy. Like that would suck. Or like, I'd, God I'd forbid. Not... Hopefully, Aaron Judge stays. But like years, my my son is four years old. He knows who Aaron Judge is. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge comes on the TV. He knows Aaron Judge is the best player on the team, and he's really tall. But I'm I'm sure that would manifest to in years him being you know loving Aaron Judge, and it would suck spend hundreds of dollars and parking and tickets and popcorn yeah, and all yeah, that. Just not there. And Aaron Judge isn't in right field, you know. Yep. It'd suck. Yep. But yeah, yeah. We'll see. I you know the the criticism. I think it might just be like AD is the new Kawhi. Like we're already so sick of the Kawhi treatment. You know that we don't even like. We've just written him off, and like, yeah, I, th- I think just people forget about Kawhi because he just he's he's done this since he's with the Spurs. Like it left a bad taste in Coach Pop's yeah. mouth. Like you know, like it's this is who he he's been with the whole family situation and and the injury and all. Like it's it's like Kawhi is quiet, right? But that doesn't make you less of a dick because you're quiet, right? <laughs> let's yeah, be let's be completely honest. You can be quiet all you want, doesn't mean that you're still not what you're still not that. It's just people perceive you to be a, a real nice guy because you're really quiet, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. Like, and I, I I'm not trying to assassinate his character because he he looks like a very friendly guy, very nice guy, but everything that you keep hearing about an individual, it's kind of hard for people to really not think negatively about you, especially if they're fans and you don't really do anything to to show otherwise and put effort in like, I'm really trying to be here. Nothing about what he's done in the past few years has shown me like, yeah, I really want to be on the court playing basketball. But that's just yeah, me. That's fair, man. It's a fair thing to say. I don't want to, you know, he's he's paid to play a game and he doesn't want to pay, play the game. 
Well, he's yeah. he can he's paid and he he's paid and he continues to get paid for not playing. Period. So there's also that too. But enough of that. Baseball season just concluded. Did it? <laughs> and the Astros won a World Series. Uh, Shout out to Dusty Baker. Shout out, props to Dusty. Because uh, this is his first ring as a manager. Uh, first is this his first ring? Period. He was in the. He's brought a team to the World Series. Well, I know he's brought a team, but I, I don't. Yeah, think I don't he's think he's a ring. I don't know as a player, but I think as a coach, it was his his first one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the Astros took the series four two, uh, and <laughs> I don't know what happened to the Phillies' offense after that. Uh, what was it, Game Three, when they erupted for five home runs? Uh, but it uh, looks like their offense stayed right there, Sam. After that, because then they got no hit, the first uh, World Series no hitter, full team no hitter, and yeah, they just looked pretty terrible after that point in time. Uh, but shout out to the Astros. I I stopped watching after once they got no hit at game four. I was like, this series is over. It's literally over. I don't need to watch anything else. And I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't watch much of any of this World Series. Uh, but, you know, I knew what was happening. And I, I actually there was a replay on. I think it was like MLB Network. Mm-hmm. During the, the day on Saturday, my dad and I were watching that for a little bit. but. Um, yeah, props to the Astros. Uh, Jeremy Pena, like, hell of a season from a rookie shortstop, and to be put in that spot and to fill the shoes of Carlos Correa, who was just say what you want about those Astros, but just clutch in the postseason. Um, you know, that the better team won. We we alluded to this, we were hoping that the Phillies would ride that momentum to a championship, but you know, they uh. They played hard too, and Bryce Bryce Harper showed you like he's worthy of all that praise that he got when he was a kid uh, too, and um, you know, yeah, Phillies. If I'm a Philly fan, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy about the future of my team, and and you know, the Astros don't look like they're gonna go anywhere, and hell of performance by Verlander too, being uh, a year removed from Tommy John surgery and literally pitching like. Tomorrow doesn't matter. Um, yeah, which is you know saying something too. Um, but yeah, props to Dusty. I don't care about the Astros, but props to Dusty. But next week, uh, oh, also before that, before we announce the finals for the awards, Shohei Otani will not be traded according to the Angels. So all these aggregators that just post stuff like here's the best trade options for Shohei Otani, just stop. Just stop. I click on your your stuff. I'm still going to read it, but just stop. It's not happening. I, I got nothing. Anyway, manager of the year or uh, rookie of the year is going to be announced next next Monday, the 14th. The Jackie Robinson rookie of the year. I didn't know that's what it was called. The props. Uh, Stephen Kwan from the Guardians. Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners and Adley Rushman catcher for the Orioles are all the American League finalists and Brandon Donovan, who's an infielder, but he plays all over the place in, in St. Louis. Uh, Michael Harris, the second outfielder for the Braves. Uh, and Spencer Strider, a, a rookie pitcher for the Braves, are, are the National League Rookie of the Years. I'm going to say Julio runs away with it in the American League, and Michael Harris is going to win in the National League. Uh, picked up a Julio Rodriguez graded rookie card last week in anticipation of this. Smart. 
because I think yeah. he's going to absolutely win that by a landslide. Um, I don't know too much outside of Brandon Donovan and, and Michael Harris, but I definitely Strider is good. He's got a crazy mustache. Okay. But he throws some started in the bullpen last year, throws some filthy stuff though. Okay. Braves, Braves have to uh, feel good about the long-term potential of that team though. Well, the Braves built up something really, really nice down there. I like it. I really, yeah. really do like it. So yeah. Uh, real quick manager of the year. Uh, Terry Francona, the guardians, Brandon Hyde of the Orioles. He only won 83 and 79, but in a really tough American League East. And they lost 110 games last the year before. So, sure. like, dude, like, hell of a job by the Orioles there. And Adley Rushman, the aforementioned Rushman, was a big reason um, that turned that team around. But I think it's probably going to go to Scott Service of the Mariners. Uh, unfortunately, as we'll get to in the NL manager candidates, the, <laughs> the votes are collected at the last day of the, NB, uh, the MLB season. So that postseason performance has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> That's why Dave Roberts, Buck Showalter, and Brian Snicker are all manager of the year candidates in the National League. And they were all done in the wild card or in the division uh, division round there. So don't know who who wins that. I'd say the biggest turnaround was obviously from the Mets, but they did almost fall apart. And Yeah, uh, I think that there. alone lost Buck that. Yeah. I think it's... uh. I think it's Dave Roberts for the the crazy record that they had. I mean, he should be very thankful that the uh, playoffs don't count. Let's yeah, that way. Uh, Al Cy Young, Dylan Cease of the White Sox, Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays, and Justin Verlander. Uh, I I don't know what these stats look like. These guys, but all had hella seasons for um, for uh, their teams. I really like Alec, so I'm, oh, yeah. I'm going. I'm going for him for sure. Uh, NL Cy Young, Sandy Alcantara, the Marlins, Max Freed, another brave here, uh, had a great season. Julio Urias of the Dodgers, too, all had had great uh, seasons. Alcantara kind of came out of nowhere, just finally found some consistency. Um, Urias was finally healthy, and, and Max Freed, too, um, just throwing gas. So those that award will come out on Wednesday the 16th and Thursday the 17th. I know we are waiting for this one. Um, the MVP awards, right? Uh, mm-hmm. National League, Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals, Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals, and Manny Machado, third baseman for the Padres. Great seasons by, you know, again, Cardinals one and done in the <laughs> the the first round of the playoffs there. But um, one and Goldschmidt. done with two potential MV, with two yeah, MVP right? candidates. Wild. Yeah, but I think what we're, we're uh, locked into and probably the baseball world locked into American League MVP on the 17th will be announced. All respect to Jordan Alvarez, but I think this goes out to uh, between Judge and Otani. I really hope that Aaron Judge wins MVP. Your thoughts? Um, there, there, in my mind, there's no way that he shouldn't be the MVP. Um, I think it's a landslide. It should be him because if it wasn't for him, in my full and honest opinion, the Yankees wouldn't have been anywhere near where they were this year. He literally was the offensive battery of that team. Yeah. And I think that should, that alone, what he did with a home run record, almost winning the triple crown. Uh, there's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he just wins by a landslide. And, and that's not to discount uh, Shohei Otani because he balled out again. And he's just, 
he's just a different type of baseball player, especially being an ace and also being one of the best players, hitters in the league in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's gonna always be in the MVP category if he can stay continue to stay healthy. Oh, yeah, definitely. What he's doing, able to excel at both these positions at this level is nuts. Um, I think eventually there'll be a fatigue, like no matter how good Giannis continues to be, the voters are probably tired of voting for Giannis. Um, same thing with what we've seen this happen to LeBron uh, and and other MVPs in other sports. But, you know, the Angels, I know like A-Rod's won an MVP and the team was in like last place, but the Angels were 16 games under 500. They fired their manager. He They were 33 games behind the Astros in the West. And... 13 games behind the wild card. And you also have Mike Trout, the best player of this generation on your team. Uh, without Aaron Judge, the Yankees would not be in the playoffs. That's just, you know, he he carried that team when they were hot and he carried them when, when they weren't hot. And um, that's, that's my... Uh, that's my stance on Aaron Judge. How about no, no, uh, do you care this week? Let's end on a very, uh, very interesting UFC corner. Big, uh, big fight on Saturday night, UFC 281. I'm going to watch it, Hayes. I wish I could. I'll be at a wedding. Um, I so I can't. You should come over. Let's watch it. I would if, if I could. Uh, trust me, I definitely would, would much rather do that. I, I mean, I don't. I'm sure I'm going to have a great time at the wedding. Um, always celebrating love is fun, but I genuinely don't like doing events like this anymore. Um, so uh, I just got to be open and honest about it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really upset. I'm going to miss my favorite UFC fighter right now, uh, Israel Adesanya, who is the main card, him and Alice Pereira. This this is They're running this back uh, to kickboxing. They never fought in the UFC, uh, but Alice Pereira beat Israel uh, at that weight and he's the only person to beat him at that weight level um so that's unfortunate but this is ufc this is different uh israel's been that guy alex is working his way up the ranks and this is going to be a huge huge fight so uh, i do have israel winning this fight i pray he wins this fight um carla esperanza uh we we uh wheelie uh Weili zhang uh is, is fighting uh, is the the co-main uh Weili is a monster but Carla is also a monster so this is going to be a brawl in my opinion and I think this might end up being might be in the best fight on the card uh so I, it's it's between that and the other fight which is Dustin Poirier Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler that is going to be an all out brawl and it seems that these two don't like each other at all there's been a lot of chirping um, Chandler is a very cocky, cocky individual. Uh, Dustin is, is more humble, but once you get to talking and chirping to him, he, he will take the game to you. So I think that is going to be a three phenomenal fights. Uh, I may or may not bring my external battery from my phone. And then I may or may not pull up a stream at a wedding table to watch this. I'm just saying it might happen or might see if, you know, they got like a bar that has, you know, TV or something. Who knows? We're going to try to figure it out, Sam. But yeah, this is going to be a great, great, great uh, card for sure. That's it. That's our show. 
thank you so much for listening. And just remember, the mayor from Jaws, the movie, is still the mayor in Jaws 2, the movie. So it's very important to vote in your local elections. For Brandon, my name is Sam. Thank you so much for listening. Be uh, Be kind to each other. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Peace out. I almost don't even want to say anything after Sam just saying that, but I'm still going to say something. Uh, to to individuals that are going to games, uh, if you're in such a rush to get out before the traffic, then leave way before the game is over. I don't mean leave when there's five minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean leave at the beginning of the fourth quarter so you don't get yourself into accidents. Now, as I mentioned before, there was an accident that happened behind us. It sounded like uh, literally somebody was shot, uh, unfortunately. Uh, But it was just an absolute wild sound to hear and cause major traffic. And I'm sure somebody was probably inebriated, and I hope the individuals are okay. But you're in a rush to go where? If you've been to any game before at any major stadium or even a concert at a major stadium, if you don't leave early, you're going to be stuck in traffic. And to try to rush through traffic just to get five minutes ahead of another car that you were behind five minutes ago, it ain't worth it. It ain't going to happen. You're going to end up hurting yourself or messing up your car, which either way is going to be wasting money. And I don't know if you check, but in 2022, everything is hella high. So I'm not trying to waste no money on anything. I'm trying to save money. But good luck to y'all. Stay safe. Be smart. We love y'all. Peace.